it said recording in progress, so I know you hit it. That's weird. It's never said that before. It's 21. We're legal today. Woo! <laughs> Episode 21. Do your little words there, Keith. <laughs> That sounds funny. That sounds funny. That sounds funny. That sounds funny. Yes, it does. Coming at you uh, with two blind brothers and a blind sister telling it the way we see it. Week of March 23rd, 2021. Episode 21. 21. Woo! So, you so go buy cigarettes and beer and marijuana. Yeah. Woo! Well, so the, the big question is, is what are you guys drinking? Coffee. Coffee. <laughs> I'm stirring it right now. I usually have my trusty bottle of water sitting around. Hmm. But we can pretend. We can say we're drinking stuff. Martinis and beer and whatever. I don't know. Got some vodka in my coffee. <laughs> I hear a dog barking. What's up mm-hmm. with that? Yeah, we'll, we'll, let's do it real fast. This is your host. I'm Keith, and joined with me today. Okay, the <laughs> and Jill. Yeah, all right. And, and uh, so, we're just getting ready to tell us a dog story here. You were you were going to say. So we went to uh, another town, Granite City, to get this dog. The woman who owned the dog had passed away a couple weeks ago. She has this three-year-old men pin, and so we. She went to go get it, brought it here. A men pin. Mini that, pin. That's like a bowling alley or something. They have. <laughs> you stand them up. Bowling pin. In a row. Got really skinny legs. a bowling legs. ball at her. <laughs> Little skinny legs just knock it over and falls. The pin pew, falls down. Yeah. <laughs> a miniature yeah. pincher, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Min- and I said. Somebody cut her tail off. She don't have a tail. She's got a yeah. thing on the, on the they do that to those dogs, yeah. Said, Boy, that make it easy to wipe her butt. <laughs> Do- yeah. Hmm. Doctor ears and cut their tails off. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you want to wipe its butt, it, you go ahead, but usually you don't have to do that. I said, this guy's, his ears stick up like, oh, it's almost like a little bunny rabbit. It's almost Easter. Oh. She'll leave you some chocolate eggs. Bunny rabbit. <laughs> bunny rabbit. Some chocolate eggs. Get a little bunny rabbit costume to wear. But uh, so she picked it up at like 1.30, went to go get it yesterday afternoon. And so then we had it here for the evening. And uh, then um, my wife went to bed about 10. Last night I, I was waiting till about 10.30, started listening to the you know tonight show on my phone. I, I walked into our bedroom. You know, my house is totally dark other than the light from the TV in our bedroom being on. And as soon as I walked to my bedroom door, this dog started growling at me. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not. What do you do again here? His only mama's bed. <laughs> and so I, she growled at me till I walked all the way around the bed. And I sat down my soda on my nightstand. I sat on the bed. And then she stopped. And I was like, yeah, you better stop. Because <laughs> this is my bed, <laughs> you know. And the dog's all sprawled over your half. No, go away. <laughs> so I'm like, and so I'm like, where's, so she's on the bed, huh? She's like, yeah, Herschel's under the covers and she's on top of the covers. Herschel's our other dog that has to sleep with us. 
And yeah. And so it was like that. She's and I reached I laid down in bed and I reached over and the but then the dog, this new dog, uh, her name has to be Fifi. So there we go. Fifi. She was right in between the pillows, laying right there. I'll kick back, feet up in the air, towel. <laughs> just laying there and go, oh, you're just world already, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. And, Won't you that rub that tummy? And then uh, I got up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. I sat up. And, so then she just kind of plopped over and laid right where I was on my pillows, had her head up. Nice and warm. Like, hey. <laughs> Uh, you better not be there when I get back from the bathroom. So I went back. She was there. I said, scoot over. I laid, laid back down. She just went right back between the pillows. So, that's not telling She's hogging your spot. Just trying to yeah. tell so That's one story, but you guys can tell what if. Oh, gee, I have. Oh, I know what I was going to tell you. This happened when we lived in our other house. Um, my husband didn't know you couldn't put. Uh, on dishwashing liquid in the dishwasher you can no you gotta have those special little dishwasher well you can't put very much in there you can put a couple drops probably if you know that already but well he didn't know that so he filled the little tray up with Don dishwasher liquid and and so your kitchen was like that scene from Willy Wonka with all the foam coming out the the soap was squirting out he said and he had to get the snow shovel and scoop it out the back door because the back door was right by the dishwasher and so he had a fun time after that cleaning the floor and mopping and well, it was so it would have made things yeah. come. Yeah. Maybe you guys can go sit in the bedroom if you're going to talk again. Wow. Well, yeah, that's I, my quick short story that happened a little while back, but I thought it was funny. I am totally unprepared, other than our, our typical housekeeping word of hey, visit the webpage, check out our, our donate button. While you're there, leave us an email, tell us your own funny story, and we can add it in. Yeah. Just to you. Tell another one real quick if you want. Huh? <laughs> tell, tell another one. That's another pet story. You might as well, because I, I don't have anything this week. Okay, really. I'll tell another one real quick. All right, well, so I like to watch American Idol. And so the other day, uh, me and my, I, I had asked my wife, you know, hey, it's 630. Why, uh, can you make me some homemade popcorn? Uh, <laughs> we'll watch American Idol. And she didn't want to. I'm not making them tonight, you know. And so then uh, we watched American Idol, and it was over, and went to the bathroom. And I came back in my dining room, and I'm like, what are you doing? And my wife had moved my desk chair, and she was sweeping all over under my desk and right here where I sit at. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, well, apparently, I guess because I didn't want to make you any popcorn, our kitty cat decided to bring you in a dead bird. <laughs> yeah, you have a dead bird treat instead of popcorn. There you go, Daddy. You can pluck the feathers and eat this bird. Yeah, if mommy won't make you popcorn. Here's a dead bird that you on. <laughs> it's quite tasty. Wow. At least the cat likes it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, let's. Uh, Advance to our next topic, which is news. We have these like to bring some uh, odd or humorous or headlines that don't make the front page all the time. So, 
You want to go Let's first? Go first. Well, girls go first. Go ahead. Joe can go first. I don't care. I've got a bunch, but I don't have to do them all. But. Okay, well, I got one where a goat led the police and the uh, Humane Society on a chase. <laughs> running okay. from the police. Now, it didn't say if it was in a car like a high-speed chase, the article, but it went on for hours until they finally caught the goat and took him to the little Humane Society. But was, I don't it know. A, was it a Pontiac goat? A GTO? Like a little 1960s GTO. car? He <laughs> <laughs> must have had on his Nikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a song about, I think the Beach Boys or Jan and Dean or somebody did about being riding around in your, in your GTO. Pontiac goat, as they used to call them. Ah, that's funny. But nope, this was just a regular goat running around the streets, <laughs> I guess, or driving around the streets. I'm not really sure. It didn't say know. in the article. <laughs> Maybe it's like a new, like, 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 like a superhero, like Batman, only it's Goatman. Goat man. <laughs> I'm protecting the streets, prowling tonight. <laughs> bah. And I can start my. I have a animal story to start off with too. Go for it. I think it's the only one I have animal related, but story. Um, but anyway, um, patrolman. Let me get his name again here, because um, John Metso has been dubbed the department's absurd animal rescuer. <laughs> All right. A town in Ohio. The patrolman was called to the scene where a raccoon was found taking a nap in the distance. <laughs> Oh. Okay. Speaking of dishwashers and animals, yeah, I wonder if there's a lot of stuff in that dishwasher. And looking for that taking a bath or something. It says it said in the article that uh, the masked bandit ran through the lights in the bathroom. He must have had to go to the bathroom first. Could be, yeah. <laughs> and wanted to wash his hands before he went into the kitchen. And started getting in the cabinets and the pantry, just like you'd see in the scene in the movie. They had food everywhere, all over the place. And trashed the whole kitchen. Just making itself a home. <laughs> it needed to take to take a nap or maybe take a bath. <laughs> Crawled inside <laughs> and fell asleep. <laughs> That's a nice little cozy cave just for me. <laughs> the they called the officer that I mentioned earlier to the scene because he had been on previous calls to re, to re, to go after a kangaroo and a cow and a chicken and other animals. So they, the same guy got called out for all these other ones. So yeah. I wonder if he right. had to deal with any any stampeding deer in the past week or two <laughs> or. Uh, what was the other one we had not too long ago? The the, the cow on the loose in Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> Man, busy with animals. This guy busy. Well, my first story, when I first saw the headline, I was like, eh, whatever. But I read the story and I thought, there's some intriguing things to this news story. You know, sometimes they, they tell you the news, but they don't tell you all the news. The headline is just simply... 
Dating scammer faces more time after his escape and capture. In uh, New Jersey, a man who has twice served prison terms for scamming women out of money, uh, using promises of dating, uh, made an initial court appearance. The 56-year-old had been a fugitive until last July, until his capture last weekend, and a message was left with his attorney representing him. And according to his criminal records, Giblin, I think is the man's name, had been approved to travel to, uh, from, from the prison in Pennsylvania to a halfway house in Newark uh, for you know, multiple sentences of defrauding women. But uh, even though uh, court officials escorted him onto the airplane in Pennsylvania, he never arrived in New Jersey. And it's probably because there was a layover in North Carolina. And, okay, this is kind of a boring story, but here's the thing they're not <laughs> saying. He's a scammer of women. Was the people who escorted him to the airplane women? It didn't say. Is his attorney or prosecutor women? It didn't say. They didn't give any names. <laughs> Maybe the stewardesses gave him a parachute and he jumped out because they were women. And like he D.B. Cooper. Into it. Yeah, he, <laughs> he is, he's a known scam artist with women. And I wonder if the legal system, some of this uh, trail of getting from A to B, he was pulling some fast ones on his uh, the women involved there. Anyway. Yeah. But some things that they don't tell you in the news. <laughs> right. That's yeah. left for your imagination. Oh, he's so irresistible. Makes you wonder. Oh, ish. So what do you got? Yeah. Is there anything else? Oh, well, in Michigan, somebody stole the Ronald McDonald statue. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Look him under the Ronald McDonald. I've got one, too. Ronald and I are going to put on a show for Mom and Dad. You can have your own little Ronald McDonald to play with talk to have fun with take with you wherever you go now while supplies last little ronald mcdonald at mcdonald's yeah, well, was, they want to those, have one of their very own yes <laughs> it was one of those sitting down statues where he's on the bench you know that little kids can sit by him and take uh, pictures sit on his lap the, and stuff yeah yeah the bench was damaged but they just took the ronald mcdonald and i'm thinking what are you going to do with this? Put it in your house? Are you that lonely? You need this as a friend to sit there and watch TV with you? Hey, Ronald, love me. Sit next to me. I remember, you know, we're, I'm blind. You know, we're blind. It's like I remember the one sitting, you know, sitting on the bench. He got one arm on the back, yeah. of the bench, one foot up on the other leg, and it's like, okay. <laughs> That's you what I imagine it was one of those statues. Right. I, I, I wonder. That too, but. So, I wonder if it was some social justice warrior who just hates statues and just has to tear everything down, including Ronald. Yeah, I can't have a statue of anybody. Statues <laughs> are evil. <laughs> or, or he just had a bunch of kids and wanted to entertain them or something. I don't know. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I just thought it was kind of strange. Why would you want a Ronald McDonald statue? 
No, it ain't worth nothing. Decorated up or just a lonely guy. I don't know. Anyway, I need I gotta, a friend. I think I'll go steal Ronald McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> my, I, my next news story, I have a, I, I ran across the headline. And I said, let me go ahead and read it. It's a world's record uh, one where it interested me because I used to be able to do this sort of. Uh, anyway, it was about an eight-year-old in India who broke the world's record for solving a Rubik's Cube. Oh, yeah. He did one, he did three puzzles at once, one in each hand and one with his feet. <laughs> wow. And oh, I get it now because you you were telling me about that, and I thought he tried to do it just one foot and he would be standing on the other, but he used both his feet to right. Apparently, manipulate you know, the one. Right, well, rereading through the article this morning. It, you know, <laughs> so he did it in 1.2997 seconds. And it's like, hmm. that's interesting. I mean, I when the Rubik's Cubes came out, I was in high school, and me and my friend had, you know, they had a book. You could buy this book, and it had patterns in there that you could use these patterns and 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 uh yeah different formulas that would help you solve the puzzle solve it that's the word i was looking for solve it you solve it and so i got good at it too and i could actually do it in about a minute and a half you know i could do it with two hands and one brain <laughs> yeah it's, wait a minute you got a brain what would you do with a brain if you had one <laughs> okay i forgot I forgot yeah, I had a scarecrow in the wizard of Oz. But, uh, you know, I was like, well, I can't do it no more, of course, because I'm blind. But I, I do have them laying around the house and exchanged with different things on them. Um, yeah, you can I always have, put those tactile <laughs> dots on it and practice, huh? But I tried to do that before. You know, put some Velcro on one side and some some washers on another side or something and, you know. Yeah, different shapes, different textures. Yeah. I have, I've had, I've seen them like that before, and it's like you know, I've seen them. I have one that's got uh, naked women on them. <laughs> Ooh, what you said? What? Well, well topless women on them. On, the, on, on each square, or the squares make the picture. The squares <laughs> make the picture. Oh, oh, well, this looks like it's going to be a very interesting case. So there's like six topless women on it, but I've got it fixed. I was going to glue it so nobody'd mess it up because when I could see it, took me forever because <laughs> you get distracted. Yeah. <laughs> get distracted a little bit. <laughs> a little bit racy for our mostly family-friendly show. I guess we're 21, so we can do that now. Yeah, it's one thing to match the colors up. You know, you could even cheat and popping popping the cube apart. And putting it back together is a puzzle in itself. But, you know, most people, oh, peel the stickers off. No, you pop it apart and put it back together. It's, you won't ruin your stickers. But, you know. Yeah, because the stickers will lose their stickiness and they'll just fall yeah, it's off. Like, and, you know, so you can pop it apart and, and put it back together. It's a puzzle all by itself doing it that way. You but you know what? If the stickers do come off, then it's easier to fix your Rubik's Cube because every side's the same. Oh, black. There we go. <laughs> Ta-da. Look at that. It matches. It so. it. Oh, well. It's worth it, I guess. So. Uh, <laughs> you got another. Yeah. I'm, that's about all I got on that one. We've got some more fun to poke at it. But <laughs> well, Speaking of remembering how to do Rubik's Cubes, <laughs> my next story involves an elephant 
because you know, else I'll never forget. Although that doesn't have anything to do with the story. A, uh, a man went to the San Diego Zoo with his two-year-old daughter, and they went inside the elephant enclosure because I thought it was such a good idea until the <laughs> elephant charged them. Oh, my. <laughs> and, and then, of course, in the end, it all worked out. Uh, they're both safe and sound. At least it worked out that way. I'm sure there's probably criminal charges. But I, I, I was telling Terry the other day about the story. I thought, could you imagine the conversation that would have had to happen before this? Hey, Daddy, let's go see the elephant up close. Okay, baby girl. Anything for you, I'll take you under and see that big bull elephant. Come on, let's go. We'll take the pictures and everything, selfies. Maybe we can then the elephant it. began to charge them, and the dad dropped the girl and ran. Oh my goodness! What kind of dad <laughs> is that? Anything for you, baby, except for elephants. Bye, <laughs> Daddy. Wait. It's still the zoo officials eventually got her out, but it's like, what kind of a dad is that? You know, yeah. anything for you. When the elephant comes, I'm going to throw you under the bus and run. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the alternative to that scenario might be little girls annoying. Daddy, I want to see the monkeys. Daddy, I want to touch the gorilla. Daddy, I want to see the walrus. Daddy, I want to see. Okay, here, let's go. <laughs> Here's they, they're, Bye. They're so big and slow. <laughs> they don't think that you know, the, the elephants, you know, you're in their little habitat. It's like, hey, get out of here. You know, they're going to run at you. Of course, you know, but, you know. The, uh, elephants. As big as they are, as you know, lumbering as they are, they seem nice and peaceful. But elephants have been known to go on a rampage and they'll grab somebody with their their uh, trunk and they'll bash them against a tree or something. Or, right. So, I mean, years ago, I don't know if you guys remember this. We went to the Springfield State Fair, and mm -hmm. as we were leaving, there was a guy who had an elephant. I, I guess he was in some kind of a show or something. At the fair, and it was just staked to the ground right next to the path. We're walking back to see the back to our car, and he's like, and "We're like, can we put the elephant?" He's like, "No, no, no, stay away. She might hurt you." And, and right in front of us was a, a couple of little kids. I'll say a bunch, but it must have been two or three. They run up and they hug the elephant's leg, and he's like, "No, no, get away. You might make her nervous." He, and he was he was seriously concerned for the lives of these kids because. As peaceful as an elephant is, all I had to do is say, you're annoying me. Having a bad day. That's kind of crazy to think that they had it out without a cage around it if it was that dangerous. It was a stake to the ground at this, at this yeah. the Springfield Fair. It, it, like I said, I, I think the guy must have had it in his show. And they were just, you know, it was in the afternoon or evening. And it was after all the events. And he just kind of... Uh, I thought take, you were going take, to say that yeah. that the elephant. I remember hearing a story somewhere where the elephant, the guys, and the, and the elephant sat down on him and squished him. Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you. Sat right I wonder down what size casket that guy got put in if he was just like a pancake. Uh, this is an envelope. <laughs> they probably put him in a <laughs> peanut in butter envelope. jar. They put him in a peanut butter jar. Yeah. <laughs> See, the elephant's like your like your puppy dog. Let me sit on your lap. 
<laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> or, or the same thing, just like any other pet that you have, you know, just like being in a zoo environment, they, they, that, that's their area. That's their space. You know, if you try to come in my house, my dogs are not going to, they're going to be noisy. They're going to let me know. Oh, yeah. here. But you know, once you get in the house and you're walking around, then they're fine. You know, but here you are invading my elephant space. Yeah, well, at the zoo. And still in jail, from what I understand, on child neglect charges. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy did go to jail on, on child endangerment. <laughs> yeah, the, any zoo animal, it doesn't matter if it's gorillas or tigers or elephants, they all seem nice and calm because this I, is their safe space. But by golly, if you enter that space, maybe they thought it was like that Chinese zoo, <laughs> that exhibit of the wolf, and it was really a dog. That's <laughs> not really an elephant. Come on. <laughs> it's a big gray cow or something. Well, when you're a kid, you know, they always keep them so far away, and they look like they're really small because they're off in the distance. You don't realize how big they are until you're close to them. Yeah. Right. So. And... Who else? Anybody else got? That was, uh, no, I don't have no more stories. You go I, ahead. I got one more. You want to go I first? Story. I've got one. This one caught my eye because I did a story on this before. Um, this was a uh, overdue library book finally returned. Um, in this story, the, the thing that caught my eye about this story was um, the lady in my previous story of, of this the book was found in an attic, you know, or in a box of old stuff. This here, it was actually a literary teacher, an English teacher had this book for 63 years. <laughs> you know? Oh my goodness. You would think a teacher <laughs> would return the book, you know, but uh, after 63 years, she returned the book to, um, she noticed on her bookshelf that it was still there. And so she put it in the mail and she sent it back to the Queensborough Library, I think it was somewhere and uh she also on good um um accord whatever she sent a check a donation check for five hundred dollars with a note you know it was a a book uh a series of books that dealt with you know paul bunyan so hmm. maybe just lonely and wanted to read keeping paul bunyan around i don't know but the librarian received the book and the check and had made a statement that you know the donation was not needed but it was greatly appreciated. You know, they're proud to have the book and the, the money. But uh, now, usually libraries put a cap on right. library fines. I mean, it's like right. so many cents a day, but they do have a limit where it's like, okay, well, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, we're going to stop it. Uh, and right. also, once you the book is gone for like a long time, like that, 63 years, they generally write it off as just not right. there anymore. That, that was that yeah. person's favorite book. We're never getting it back. This, we can order another one, <laughs> just get another one. Darling, have you missed me? I didn't know you were gone. Well, e e even so, after a book has been at a library for I don't know how many years, you know. 10, 20 years, I don't know how long. It just gets old, and so they'll replace it anyway. It was something more modern or another copy of it or something. Yeah, I mean, if a lot of people read it, too, it's going to have a lot of wear and tear, and they'll want to keep it updated, a fresh new copy. Yeah. So you're not reading a book that's falling apart. <laughs> but, yeah, but the, the sentiment was there. She did right by both giving it back and, you know, donating to the cause, so. That's good. That's a good story. Warm fuzzies. 
my last one, I think that's my last one here, is uh, baby bottle craze sweeps the Arab states. And huh? <laughs> it's kind of a long story, but in Dubai and Saudi Arabia, there seems to be a craze where a coffee shop owner was looking on uh, Instagram, I think, and they saw a lot of decorative bottles with beverages in them. And they thought, I know, we'll serve our coffee in baby bottles. And, <laughs> and it was, they, for some reason, I guess, in the days of COVID and lockdowns and all kinds of emotional stress and drama, people loved it. People were like, this is great, baby bottles. Yeah, they brought their friends in, they brought their families in. Well, I admit it does appear to be a little peculiar, but maybe we're getting old-fashioned, Abner, behind the time. They're having pictures made of them drinking baby bottle <laughs> beverages. That's one that you could just imagine in your mind. Everybody's sitting around with their baby bottles. <laughs> yeah, so, so therefore, you know, hey, people in the Middle East, they, they're people too. They they have crazy things that they do. I feel silly doing this. Well, you look a little silly too, Abner, but don't worry, you'll get it. Look at all the well, if they had to wear a bib, and if somebody, when they were done, had them on the back. <laughs> yeah, well, they took their, took their <laughs> mom and dad with them. Mommy, <laughs> feed me the bottle of coffee. <laughs> okay, son. <laughs> I'm done. Pop my back. I got the burp. <laughs> Until the government saw pictures of such things all over like social that. media. I guess this is just one of those days. <laughs> and they got mad and says, I didn't think it would be treated as a laughing matter. Well, we'll deal with that later. Yes. You must shut this down. This is an embarrassment to our country. And so now they're like no finding fun. people. I don't think that's funny. People for serving their coffee. They can't, you know. Next, you all be. Yeah, they'll come and you shut be, you down. <laughs> Next, you all be wearing diapers. <laughs> yeah, or something. The government does does not like it at all. But it was it was a big fad, at least for a little while there in the Middle East. <laughs> they got to try them. things to see what they can get away with. Or they'll have those big giant pacifiers hanging around their necks. <laughs> Keep the sand out of their mouth when they're riding on their camels. <laughs> oh, I, I do have another story that, that kind of fits in with the theme of our 21st episode. Did you have another one, Terry, or, or no? Well, I have a couple updates, you know. Yeah, go ahead. Next to tell us a little update and go. Uh, but uh, I got an update. Uh, I think it was a week ago we did the story. You did the story of the lotus bowl that was bought in that yard sale. Oh, yeah, a couple weeks ago, yeah. And so... They auctioned it off. Um, this is an update to that story. They auctioned off this bowl that was bought at this yard sale for 35 bucks. That happened to be a 15th century Chinese lotus bowl. Uh, anyway, they right. were they got more money than they thought. You know, they estimated its value at five hundred thousand dollars, but it actually brought in an auction. On Five thousand and one. <laughs> <laughs> the price is right. You won. Showcase. <laughs> Somebody, maybe it was one of our listeners. They bid. The winning bid in the auction was seven hundred and twenty-one thousand eight hundred dollars. Oh wow! So that's what that bowl actually is bid for. I didn't buy it. <laughs> well, that's nope. a pretty good deal because they originally bought it for thirty-five bucks for yes. a yard sale. If you had right. that, then I have another follow-up that goes with that seven hundred and fifty thousand. That web page that we couldn't remember was 
funny.com that's what i thought of i couldn't sure remember that i went back and you know that was well, that. speaking of that if if anybody <laughs> out there with deep pockets wants to kick in four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, we can purchase <laughs> that yeah whoever bought that bowl has a lot of money maybe they'll donate to us <laughs> if you're listening out there people with the bowl <laughs> <laughs> we have a big Invest- shiny bowl looking donate button <laughs> oh, it looked like a big bowl. That. Oh. <laughs> but that's what I had for updates. Well, the last one I have, it's kind of a short story. Uh, it, it's a Florida couple offers free beer as a way to meet their neighbors. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, they apparently, uh, and Cape. Coral, Florida, a couple have moved into their new home during the COVID epi- or pandemic. We had that? Wow. When did, when did, <laughs> when did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> they were, usually they say, hey, you, you meet your neighbors, you bake some cookies or some cupcakes, and you just have open house. But they, they couldn't do that with the pandemic. So after uh, close to a year, I guess, sometime during the past year they bought their house they thought we need to meet some neighbors and they had a dog to walk around they pass out flyers you know come we'll be in our driveway such a such a time come on by and say hello well whenever people would show up they had a table set up that said free beer and they'd have people drive down the street give them a double take stop for a beer uh, that's not a good idea. Well, if <laughs> it was in the neighborhood. <laughs> well, they, they would, might park their car in the neighborhood and come back. But. Ah, there you go. I so say if they're walking, then they can always stumble and trip and fall. That's their own problem. <laughs> yeah. So p- passing out free beer is a good way to meet your neighbors. <laughs> hmm. Well, I understand it. That's the way they used to do at uh, on election day back in the 1800s. Uh, somebody running for office, they'd be at the polls, they'd pass out cigars and beer to anybody that would come and vote. Huh. Maybe maybe politicians should still do that. Maybe moonshine instead of beer (laughs) right back then. But that's our news of the week. So uh, it's time for our top ten lists. Top ten. My top 10 list this week is 10 funny or weird things people have done while sleepwalking. Huh. <laughs> okay. All righty. As my one this week, I ran across a whole uh, herd of plethora. Anyway. <laughs> okay, number 10. In London, England, of course, it has to be there. That's where it's at. Wow. <laughs> a, a, a man was mowing his lawn naked while sleepwalking. Dun, dun, dun. And oh. isn't that like the Stephen King story about the lawnmower man? He would mow his lawn naked. Oh, I, I don't I think, know. I think that's I how that, that story one. went. It's been a long time since I read it. Watched the movie. I don't, you know, they didn't 
portrayed the, the movie way, was but. different than the story it was creepier but yeah. in the and book it was a man who was naked in his yard yeah, I think eating, those, eating the grass instead of mowing it. Oh, Each one of my, my thingies here always gives a little, I counted up as like five lines of text. At two o'clock in the morning, the woman heard what sounded like the mower, so she checked and she she unplugged it because it was an electric mower. Uh, <laughs> she didn't wake her husband up because she He's still mowing. Wake up. <laughs> and so then she went to bed. And then he went back to bed. When she he woke up, she told him what he did, and he didn't believe her till he saw his grass-stained feet. So I'll say you have grassy feet. <laughs> and, My uh, grandpa so. mowed the grass last night, honey. Can you believe it? <laughs> you uh, did. And so uh, number nine is your know, sleepwalking event was a fatal fall from a hotel window. Ah. Oh no. A man uh, fell to his death 27 stories uh, by accidentally, you know, sleepwalking out. I'm dreaming that I'm falling. I know. You don't die in your dreams when you fall. Just wake up. Flat. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he must have, mistaken, must have mistaken the window for the door and thought he was walking out into the hallway. Who knows? Wow. And um, number eight is a... Oh, um, let's see. Number eight was, um, whoopee. What? <laughs> That's what? Make a whoopee. No, they send me out of the room when they say things like that. Well, whoopee. Make it whoopee. You're asleep. While you're sleeping. A woman was enjoying whoopee. the whoopee. activities. <laughs> what? Well, isn't that nice? And didn't realize that her husband was snoring while he's doing his business. Well, now, I've heard of the woman falling asleep during doing it, but not the guy. And I just thought you was lazy. <laughs> I wonder Number. if he dreamed he was making whoopee with his wife, or was it a movie star? Could be. <laughs> Somebody else. Supermodel or something. Yeah. We gotta keep him happy. Yeah. Number seven, a woman was witnessed Sleepwalking, carrying, uh, carrying a tray of drinks, uh, acting as though she was at a pool party, having a pool party, <laughs> serving drinks, tossing drinks off the tray and to the snow. Apparently, she thought she was huh. that she was in a swimming pool filled with jello. She said, hmm. and it was really out in the snow. Wow! Right, okay. fur. <laughs> What was so cold? Must be all this jello. <laughs> uh, number six. Wait, is that right? Let me see. I believe in number six. Yeah, number six is going for a motorcycle ride. Oh no! In your sleep. Yeah, it says joyride. But as you read through it, this woman was doing it. Being in a car is one thing, but she's on a motorcycle. <laughs> and she would do this almost every night, her neighbors would say. But she had wow. Well, Sir, by George, it's quite a thing. She's a big Harley Davidson fan, I guess, huh? <laughs> Hide that woman's keys. Biker chick. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was her boyfriend's motorcycle when she was awake. She didn't know how to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> but in her dream, she could. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Was she a psychiatrist about that? Yeah. <laughs> Number five is uh, nocturnal in your sleep drawing, you know, or you know, drawing or like doing artwork picture. and stuff. Huh? Wow. Right. Uh, number four is people have been known to be asleep and emailing people. <laughs> wow. Oh. I guess you're really tired to your technology, huh? Keith, have you ever been so tired that you were working on your computer you felt like doing that? <laughs> Whenever I'm that tired, my, my forehead rests on my keyboard. It goes, <laughs> and it's good. E-I-J-G-A. Yeah, it's like, okay, this is enough. I got to turn sucker off. Put it back. Number three, have man's family witnessed him uh, sleepwalking, standing in the living room, conducting a orchestra. Huh. Oh. Man would have the motion with the baton, you know, up, down, left, right, and conducting. Yeah. Was he conducting? But he was um, not whistling, but making the sounds of the different instruments he was conducting, apparently. Oh, wow. Interesting. In, in his sleep. Uh, huh. Number two, I, I, was, I had a word dream once a long time ago where I was playing the clarinet, but I didn't have a clarinet. I was just making the sounds with my mouth. <laughs> Back when I was in school learning how to be in band and stuff. Anyway, number two, you were saying. <laughs> number two, we're down to number two. Is uh, number two goes with number two probably waking or not waking up? You're sleepwalking, sleepwalking, and preparing a meal or snack. Huh. I guess a bacon spatter on your private parts and tender parts. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Wow, I don't care. <laughs> and and uh, you know that was one that when I was going through the list, that was when my wife blurted out one of the first things she said. You know, I, I, I know I some. Think, speaking you know. of number two, I know some kids who may or may not live in this house who use the bathroom when they're asleep, but they're usually still in bed when they do it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying this morning? Uh, I'm right, Grandpa. <laughs> Number one. This one is kind of bizarre. <laughs> Number one. Killing close relatives. I assume you were joking. On the contrary, I am completely serious. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> In your sleep. You, you wake up and your spouse is laying there next to you dead with a knife in their chest. How does this happen? I don't know who did it. The, the famous one is uh, a man. Uh, Kenneth Parks was asleep and he, he drove, he got in his car and drove 14 miles to his in-laws house. He's, uh, shot his father-in-law. No, he strangled his father-in-law and shot and killed his mother-in-law. I see. Okay, shoot. Got huh. back in the car and drove home and has no recollection of it whatsoever. Because he was asleep. He was, he was asleep. actually found But they weren't the close if they were 14 miles away. Right. Well, and cl- <laughs> closer all those at, in, in their relationship, I guess, you know. Uh, I thought they were close, yeah. close by proximity. I guess is the word you're laying I, right I, I next to. I guess either them. way could could fit the scenario, but 
that sounds awfully fishy to me, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, you know, I, I had part of that sentence, I misread, remembered it here in the screen. It says, after he killed them, he drove his car to the police station where he confessed. Yeah, you know, he, he, <laughs> and he, he was still asleep huh? to the killings, <laughs> and he, he had uh, injuries to his hands. And he he went to he went to court, and he was uh, I believe they he was still asleep. The, well, <laughs> it was one of the very very odd cases where he was actually found not guilty. Wow! Because of the fact that he was found not guilty, but he know, went to jail where he was still asleep. <laughs> no, he was found not guilty. I know, but yet. So, so because of that, so many other people have now have tried to do the same play, uh, say the same, oh, I was a sleepwalking. Like, Hashtag me too. Yeah. <laughs> Only so, different kind. Since so you killed them in your sleep, you can pretend like when you're sleeping, you're in jail. <laughs> you, you just snore while you're stabbing them to death. <laughs> I have no doubt that someone will attempt to take our lives in a very few minutes. So. Make, make sure you have a camera running so that you can catch yourself being asleep. Look at me right there. I'm sleeping. You hear that? That's me snoring, and now I'm shooting them. Oh, wait. I don't remember that part, though. <laughs> yeah. I've heard other cases where they, you know, the, they, went, they did something like that, and then they, and they just, they just, there's, they couldn't have done it being asleep, you know. That, you know right. So many people yeah. lately have tried to use that. It's like the whole, uh, oh, I was temporarily insane. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, whatever. So that's my top 10 this week. Well, I, I uh, do have uh, some ask the host questions. Yeah. I don't have 10 of them. I cut it down to, I think, only six. This is save a little bit of time. Okay. So number one, we have... The Retrobots. One, would you feel worse if no one showed up to your wedding or to your funeral? My wedding? Because I don't care who's at my funeral. I won't. <laughs> yeah, I'll be dead. I won't care. <laughs> I won't if you don't come to my funeral, you aren't my feelings at all. <laughs> so I think, yeah, wedding <laughs> takes the cake on that one. Remember? Definitely. I should say birthday party. <laughs> birthday. There we go. Two teleportation or flying? Mm. Huh. As long as there ain't a fly in the transporter. <laughs> yeah. Help me. Help me. Yeah. I, I, think, I think if transporters were the real technology, I would I would go for that. Right. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, they're they're talking about actually seriously doing it because that would cut down on people who are afraid to fly, air sickness, all that stuff. Yeah, Maybe that sounds like a good idea. Barf bags and everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, otherwise, without having that uh, technology around, I don't have a problem with flying. I really like to fly. Yeah, I like to fly. The thing it's I don't like is is the the security stuff they do on the ground. <laughs> yeah, or 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 landing. <laughs> it really sucks when you're blind, and you, you know, just for people who aren't blind, like especially flying into Chicago O'Hare, where the oh. It was windy up there, and it's like, it's like turbulence. 
It's like, I sure hope we landed. I hope we didn't hit something. <laughs> you know, that doesn't bother me. Something. Honestly, the only thing I don't like is having to go through all the checkpoints. Yeah. Uh, that, that I, I don't know why they have to do that. I understand. But that's if they would just come up with the airlines where people could fly naked, you wouldn't have to worry about it. <laughs> Uh, could well. be, yeah. Like that <laughs> naked dream right. thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the friendly uh, skies. <laughs> the friendly skies. <laughs> All right. Three. Would you rather go to a movie or to dinner alone? Uh, if you had to go alone, would you prefer going to a movie by yourself or dinner by yourself? A movie, I guess, but would have to have our descriptor. <laughs> Describe her yeah. with us. Well, I'd say a, a movie as well because when you, unless you really know what restaurant you're going to and what you want to eat, <laughs> I don't know. I would say dinner because, I mean, I mean, at, at this stage of my life, a movie would just not be enjoyable to go by myself. But dinner, I mean, yeah, you might not know what's on the menu, but you could always ask somebody. I mean, well, getting yeah. there. Like I dinner, said. Like I said, when, when I was with the movies, I used to go to the movie theater and I would tell the manager, you know, hey, can I get in for half price? I can't see it. I can only hear it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they finally no. eventually got the, the, the descriptive audio box machine that we can yeah, use. In with the a theater. descriptive box, I'd say, yeah, sure, I'd try a movie. Yeah. Um, that would be good. <laughs> I used to like to go to watch the movies all the time. We used to go quite often. Yeah. When they were a dollar. Had, a, had a big <laughs> the big bucket dollar. of popcorn and the endless soda and whatnot. Spend yeah. a dollar, get you spend a dollar getting in and spend thirty bucks on popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> thirty bucks on popcorn that only costs like fifty cents a dollar <laughs> for the the pop. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the prices are reverse. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you four. What's your favorite place of all the places you've traveled? Huh. Even though you haven't been out of the country, Jill, what's your favorite place that you've traveled to? I'm going to say Baltimore, Maryland. When we went there for that, we went for a, a, study. a study. Yeah. yeah Just because okay. I went, I was very independent. I went by myself. I flew. I got to ride in the Lyft cars, the Ubers. Yeah. So I, that was fun. Places that I've traveled. Wow. We we kind of had a question like this before, you know, about overseas places. Uh, I always kind of like to go back to Norway just because it's it's just a nice place. It seems like, but somewhere more attainable in the United States, somewhere that I've traveled to before. If I if I had my vision back, mm -hmm. I'd go to Disney World. <laughs> Disney World. That, that will be a fun place. You know, I, and, and Six Flags even there by St. Louis. I haven't been there in, in ages. Uh, you know, amusement yeah. parks in general, I guess, would be a, a fun. They're fun still being blind. I've been to Six Flags a few times being blinded. They're, it's still fun, but I just, you know, there's one roller coaster. I used to enjoy it. The, the boss in St. Louis, I, I just didn't like it being blind. I, I didn't like it. Well, but, you know, at, at Disney land i think disney world too they have what the magic mountain where you go inside and it's all dark you can't see anything because so you're like wow screaming through the darkness <laughs> on the roller coaster. 
<laughs> but yeah, amusement parks, I always think they're a lot of fun. Um, Five, would you rather go on a cruise with friends or with your spouse? <laughs> I'm going to say my friends because my spouse said he would never go on a cruise. So <laughs> it's one of those, if God wanted me to fly, he would have gave me wings. If he wanted me to be on the ocean, he would have made me a fish. And I said, fine. I would prefer on a cruise to take my spouse, so, not, not so, my friends. So God's made your husband a stick. So he <laughs> yeah, he's in the mud. <laughs> How about you, Terry? Would you take your friends or your spouse? I would take my spouse. I might take my spouse. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I would take him, but he wouldn't go. That's why I would take my friends. I, I would especially take my spouse if that means we wouldn't have a bunch of kids hanging around. <laughs> as long as we didn't hit an iceberg either, that'd be fine. <laughs> iceberg in the Caribbean. I wouldn't mind taking an Alaskan cruise. That would be fun. You might hit an iceberg. Then you might hit an iceberg. Not, just might. Never know. Go to the Bahamas. I don't think you've run into one. One. If you could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be? That's a hard one. Bell bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> Those big elephant bells. Yeah. Oh wow! Tie dyed? Why not? Oh it was yeah, really tie dye. Yeah. I have no idea. I would. Uh, Carrie wants to bring back the mini skirt. <laughs> <laughs> not not for him to wear, just for him to look at. Hip huggers. <laughs> I always enjoyed hip huggers myself, but <laughs> where women would actually wear the. You talk like about men. pants, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> women don't wear their jeans like men because that would be called hip huggers. They wear them up over their belly buttons. <laughs> so I call that Urkel. <laughs> hip huggers. I can just see Terry walk around hug. You got your hip huggers on? Let me hug them for you. <laughs> well, well, I'm just saying men wear our pants for hip. Where women, they came out with hip huggers, and it was all it was was that women would, was wearing their pants at the same level that men do usually. On your hips. No, I don't know, because hip huggers were awfully down low. Yeah, well, yeah. They're down to where you could almost see that. You, you might only have two buttons to button on those babies. <laughs> Muffin, <laughs> top. Muffin top sticking up. Yeah, well. So there's our ask the host anything questions. Uh, oh. It's time, time to move on to our anchor segment. Which is where, you know, being blind, and people like to ask us you know, how we do stuff. The, the, the general topic that we're going to have today is with, uh, what's it called? The handicraft. What's that called? Manual skills. There we go. Okay. So we're back on to that. Unless you guys have something different that you want to bring up, or is there something in, in that area that you would like to... Uh, to do manual skills. Terry's been practicing his guitar. You should tell us all about well, it. That falls under manual skills. How do you actually play your guitar? With my fingers. <laughs> you play by ear, but you play with your fingers. Ah. I like to concentrate mainly on that G string. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, well, because I took band i mean i me personally i have i guess no rhythm i i 
to, I learned how to read the notes, you know, this note, the note itself, A, B, C, D, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, you know, the scales, I know the notes, but yet uh, quarter note, half note, whatever. The, the timing you have trouble with. Right. And it's like, so yeah, as long as I know, just tell me that now being blind, I just say, tell me the notes, you know, if somebody can tell me the notes, I can play it. You know? Right. So, but, so, so, so the notes, it, as one follows the next, they just kind of. Right. There, and like, so know, I, I was able to pick up the guitar. And once I did learn what strings and what frets, the notes were on, mainly concentrating in the top four frets of the guitar neck, right under the head of the guitar. That's where, you, you know, your basic, you know. Um, yeah, you get a full octave. Out right. And so. I never really advanced further than playing down the neck of the guitar. You know, no, I've never had anybody really show me how to do that. You know, uh, but once I learned what string, what note was what, then I could just, you know, if, think of a song I've heard before, and then I could just I could play it on my guitar. The melody notes. So as right. far as playing the chords and strumming, that's a whole other story of strumming patterns. You have things like down, down, up, up, down, 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 up, up, down, that you do with your right hand with the pick on all six strings. There's right. a whole or And there's also a technique where you <laughs> use your thumb and you either pluck the the top two strings and strum the tried, lower four strings. I tried to, I, I, I was having a hard time uh, with my neuropathy, so I took a guitar pick and I tried to I tried to take some first aid tape and tape it to my thumb so that I could. Uh, use it you know, I you can get like banjo picks and put them on your I fingers. I know. <laughs> I like Terry's idea. That's pretty funny. Duct tape a pick. Duct tape it to your finger. Yeah. Well, no, I use first aid tape. I'd have some duct, duct tape, tape would be right funnier. Here. <laughs> I got some right here, but first aid tape already. Just grow your fingernails out long. And I mean, I can play, you know, if you play just using your th your fingers, you know, if you play, you get a more, you know, really mellow sound, you know. And, right, a softer tone. Right. And with the guitar, you have different thicknesses of guitar picks. If you got a really thick guitar pick, you get a really hard sounding, loud sounding on your strings. They have really thin ones that's, that's more like it sounds like some of the old uh, bluegrass style sound coming out of your guitar, you know. I didn't know there's so many different ways of making different sounds on a guitar. That's interesting. Yeah. And so then uh, I, I took uh, some lessons. I, I didn't pick up the guitar and try to learn it until I went blind. And um, I bought a book when I could still barely see and learn the basic things on the, you know, watching a DVD that came with the, book I bought but then I took some lessons at the community college and the instructors found it uh, interesting to learn to they had to learn how to teach a blind person how to do it because it was totally different for them you know and at the time I started I could still I had to use a one of these low vision devices a CCTV I could take the music that they gave me I could put it on the tray and magnify it onto the TV screen. And then I could see, I could enlarge it to where you would just see one bar. You could just see if there was, a, you know, a, for quarter notes, <laughs> you could see, you could just hey, blow up to see those four could, notes. 
And so, you know, I was playing a song like, say, for instance, uh, Are You Lonesome Tonight by Elvis Presley. Okay. Right. I got my music up there and it's like, do, 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 do. You know, you got to play that and then you got to stop and slide the paper over. And then you can go to the next four notes. And then I went, then I would go back to the first four notes and I'd play those, then go back to the second four. And then after, then I'd move on to the third measure and play those four notes, let's say, then I go back to the beginning. I got through the whole song. I had it memorized, you know, and could, right. and, and stuff. But they were now, teaching me. Th that's similar me. to whenever I started, well, not started learning how to play a harmonica, because I started to learn to play it when I could still see. But I would do that where I would, because I'd practice while I was driving. And so oh, I have a book. Multitasking. I'm, I'm going yeah, to like Oh Susanna or something. And I would just kind of glance down at the book, like I said, at the first bar, like the first four notes. And I just play those. Uh, I play the next glance at the next four notes. Okay, I'm going to add that to it and play it over and just keep adding one bar and one more bar. But with Pretty, a harmonica, how do you know what notes what? Which hole to blow in? They have numbers on them. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, but you can't see them when you get to send your mouth. It's like, that's what we're saying. It's like, but again, that's I just like the, that, that's that's the joke. They have numbers, but they're in your mouth. Uh, oh. <laughs> ah, sorry. There, there is a way you can tell. I'm a little slow on the uptake today. <laughs> what I got to do to tell what numbers you're going to use is you hold the harmonica in your hand the same way all the time. You, you, you'll see you hold it in your left hand. You put it all the way up where your thumb and your finger meets together. And you, just, you always hold it exactly that same way. So when you, you, you can cup your right hand around so you have like a little chamber. You can like make a little wah-wah effects or whatever. But you in your left hand, you're always holding it that way. And, and what you do is like, okay, I got a nice clear sound at a whole number four. Well, where's my nose touching on my finger? Oh, okay, right there by the knuckle. There we go. Right. And then you so move it over a little bit for the number five hole, maybe backwards to number three hole. And you just see where your nose touches your fingers. Okay, muscle memory. Oh, that's <laughs> the secret. See, those little things like that, I would have never thought of. Just like on a piano, when you, like, uh, when we're, if you get to the thing to try to take piano lessons or whatever, the easiest way, you, you always want to start at middle C on the piano keyboard. Well, where's that at? Well, you sit on the bench. And you sit right in the middle of the piano, and you put your left arm out, your right arm out, and then you kind of bring them together. When you meet in the middle, that should be, you know. The, the, and, and you can double check it because uh, they have like the two black keys and then a three, group of three black keys. And the C is always going to be just to the left of the two black keys. Right. And so then back to my guitar little thing. Sure. I, I learned how to play the notes to the songs. And they're like, well, that sounds good, but now let, let me let us show you this. You know? And so then they were teaching me how to, you know, play a couple notes, and then they were teaching me the chords. You know, how to put position my fingers on the strings, multiple strings, same time to you know, and strum, and you could hear. So it'd be like note, note, chord, note, note, chord, note, chord, 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 note, right. you know, forth through the song because you know, you when you play the guitar if you. You know, it's one thing you can play it like that, like I like to do just the melody notes, to, and I'll play it, and people go, oh, because if you just learn how to play the chords, 
you're just going C C C C C G A A A A. People go, well, what song is that? It's like, you know, and when you play the melody notes, people can't figure out what you're playing, but you know, you, you need more um, accompaniment. If somebody's actually going to sing the notes, then that's whenever you want to play the chords, you know, let the people sing and you should play the chords as they're singing or, or whatnot. Right. And on the piano, you, you, you use both hands because your left hand is doing the chord. You, you position your finger on like the C chord, C, E, G, you press them and there's your chord. Now on your right hand, you're doing your melody, you know, twinkle, twinkle, little star or whatever. And you're just shifting your left hand. Jill, Jill just never had that music bug bite her. See, we nope. The only song yeah. I can play, the only thing I play is when I turn on the radio. That's uh, yeah. harmonica. <laughs> what you do is you 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 strive to single out a single note. So I think I'm going to play, you know, twinkle twinkle little star, single note, just one note, nice and clear. Well, that sounds kind of boring. It's not. It sounds like something ought to go with it. Well, what you do is, as you're blowing a note, depending on the effect that you want to add to it, you either lift your tongue as you're playing the note, or you start with an open chord and then you narrow it to the single note. And what that way you're you're both playing the chord and the single note, and it sounds a lot better <laughs> by lifting your tongue and and then, you, but you have to develop a knack to. If you're playing a chord, where to touch your tongue to the harmonica to single out that note? I I started off playing trumpet in in school, as we all know, because I play here in the house. But and Keith had the clarinet, but yet you know I played the trumpet, and then when you know played a lot of in the marching band in high school, and we would have to memorize our music, and so I had a whole list of songs in my memory bank still and so you know usually i can take anything like you know if you just tell me a, you know if i've any song that i've heard before i can usually play it either on the guitar or piano uh, but i can't my left hand on the piano that well i'm still learning that chords on the piano but as far as you know the stuff i if i've heard it before i can now i'm talking easy stuff i ain't talking about you know yeah, this is like folk, folk pop music. I'm talking about Christmas songs or uh, church hymnal songs that are things that are real simple to do. I can, I can, I can just. I, you can pick out just, the melody on them. Yeah, I just, I can start. You just start playing a few notes. Say, hey, that sounds like this song, and I just start playing. Go, oh, hey, I can play that song. I didn't know I could play it. You know, it's like so. Right, because there's certain phrasing to the way the, the notes fall. And right scale. Just like. Uh, you know, I, I've listened. I go, hey, let me see. And I can play the like Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right into. We may have to get permission to use that, Terry. No. <laughs> <laughs> One of the songs that you know, I learned, you know, to play like at school. You know, they dueling banjos. I can do. I used to do dueling banjos really well. You know, and they were teaching some other uh, techniques with the guitar, like the. The hammer, it's called, on the strings, or yeah, where you, you have an open string and you hammer your finger down, right? Or, or you the, have the play slide of your finger effect. Up. And there was a song. It was a country song, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was oh, it was really cool. And you know, I I had all the stuff, the music, 
and I had the stuff where we actually recorded uh, me playing it or me and the teacher playing it or the teach, you know, and I, and I had all these tapes and, and somebody stole my guitar and my bag yeah. music and tapes. I'm like, Oh man. And so I don't have any music that I learned at college, but you know, it would, they were trying to show me, you know, you have your basic, you know, fingerings on the guitar, but then, they have the they were trying to teach me the guitar tablature style right. of music as well so I well, have I, a don't, grasp I, on that, I, I don't play the guitar because it's more than just knowing how to do it it's you have to actually you know build up your fingers you know the callus on your fingertips and have the strength in your various fingers to hit the notes and I, I get what you're saying. If you if you do a chord, like say you want to hold a C chord, if you do that, that any note you hit on those strings is going to fall somewhere on the scale of C. So you could just hold a C chord and, and plink out the melody because your fingers are already holding the notes. Right. Switch and to an F chord or a G chord or a G7 or whatever. Anybody that would be interested in, in, in getting a guitar is really – you have to be there to pick you. You can't just have somebody buy you one. You need to pick it up in your hands because if you have big fat hands like I do, you know, <laughs> big guy, you know, you, you got to make sure that the guitar neck is is big and fat, you know, but not too fat. You know, so that when you do put your fingers on the strings, you got to make sure that your fingers not touching the strings next to it, you know, because it's just. It's just come out right. So there's some <laughs> there's some mechanical things in actually putting your fingers on the fretboard and isolating those notes, and that's something I used to be better at, but I find that I can't really do that too much anymore. A lot of people don't realize that you when you put your fingers on the strings to make the note, you don't put it on that piece of metal looking bar. No. It's, you put your finger in between those two bars, the bars on, on the flat, flat area between the bars. Right. Right. If you put it on, the, so it'll, it'll kind of buzz. <laughs> right. And so like, you know, but like for the tablature style music, like if you were going to play a C note, just a C by itself, uh, you would do the second string and the first fret. So yeah. your music, it would show your six string, but on the C, where your finger would go, it would have a number one. Now, if you, uh, let's see, if on the second string, it had a, a note, it had a number 14, that means that you would go down to the 14th fret position on the, on the, wow. on the neck, you know, and you'd play, that's where you'd put your finger at to play that particular note. But you, you, people don't play. apparently play that close to the body of the guitar, unless it's electric guitar and you're playing like right. something lead or something. <laughs> right. And it's like, so, you know, that, but that's how the tablature is. Otherwise, when you're looking at the music and it's a chord or something, just have a dot where you put your finger, you right. know, but if it's on this, that particular string, let's say you would put your fingers down, uh, whatever number, it, you know, yeah. on um, the tablature. So, yeah. Right. That for tablature. And as much as I, you know, I don't know all of the stuff. I don't even know. Couldn't even tell you how many frets there are on the guitar. I got no idea. But to, to me, either one don't care. Just learning. So. <laughs> anyway, what's now, tell there, us. There's some pretty well-known guitarists. Uh, I've just been reading that long ago. 
And whenever they got started, basically all they could really play is three chords. And yeah. to play any song, as long as you know the three major chords that make up that song. You can play over 250 different songs. You can play <laughs> a lot. You just, yeah. go, you you just have to know the, those chords and you just plink out. The when notes. do I switch? You know, and, I, and I was doing that before, like, you know, like say when, the, you know, of course, like anything else, they teach you how to play House of the Rising Sun. So it's like, okay, tell me the chords. Just tell me when to switch. You know, so you're playing. Well, it, it follows a 12-bar blues pattern, House of the Rising Sun, 12, you know, jazz, country, blues. So the transitions are just standard. They're just every, you go four measures, four more measures. Well, see, that's two, why I didn't. And one and one, then back. Well, then four. you know more than I do. I, just, I never paid attention. When do I switch chords? It's like, oh, hello, you playing the C. C. E A G. It, it starts yeah. out whatever A, chord, initial chord. As your, as Roman, in Roman numerals, your I chord. You hold it for you play it for four four measures. Then there's a chord switch to your number. I think it's five chord, and you play that for two, and you go back down to your first chord. Play that for two. And you go up to your number six chord, down to your four, five chord. Uh-oh. Please stand by. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. We have cleaners, we have clothing, we have body wash and bubble bath, toothbrush and toothpaste. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash T. Hogan Health Sleep. That is front slash T-H-O-G-A-N-H-E-L-T-S-L-E-Y. Thank you. Okay, yeah, we had a, a fast uh, cutoff there. It was really kind of done beating the horse, <laughs> the dead horse of uh, musical notations <laughs> and stuff. Uh, so we'll just uh, leave it hanging there at our little rough Frankenstein transition. But here we are, we're back. <laughs> and it's time to actually move into our wrapping up segment. It's a long we don't have life. letters from listeners. But if uh, you send us an email to tsf at thatsoundsfunny.com, uh, we can read it right in this segment right here. Yeah. We could put Y'all get our... busy and send us something. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, here's we'll the uh, final thoughts. I stand by my decision to be indecisive. <laughs> At least I think I do. <laughs> the pen is mightier than the pig. 
<laughs> and a lot cleaner, dirtier, I guess, too. Huh? <laughs> My last thought is how in the world can a two pound box of chocolates make you gain five pounds? Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Wow. Am I? Do you have a final, final thought? I, I got one more because I, I only had the one last week. Go ahead. What you call a factory that makes only okay products, unsatisfactory. Unsatisfactory. <laughs> My final one was if they had an opera about onions. There wouldn't be a dry eye in the house. No, there wouldn't. Everybody be crying. Yeah. <laughs> and so there we have it. That wraps up our show. This is where we like to close off. And you had a closing, close-offing thought there, Terry. Well, I mean, you know, we, uh, I had uh, submitted a voice message to a podcast, Earth Oddity, and they played my, um, um voicemail on the air and phone message then, yeah since then we picked up a lot of new listeners we'd like to thank them for sending them sending them our way or, or, or our show on their show and well, keep yeah. listening yeah keep a lot more like the show, yeah. keep on listening and so thank you no. to the earth oddity john and tiny <laughs> yeah check them out Earth. Check them out if you're one of our listeners and haven't heard them, and thanks for those that have come over. But yeah, uh, right. this is your host signing off. Thanks for listening. Make sure you leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast. Tune in. They can tune in yeah. next week to see if I'm still alive because I'll go for my second COVID shot today. Oh, no. uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I hear that when you get a COVID shot, you get a, a little bit of pain in the uh, vaccination area. The way you avoid that is don't go back for at least a week. <laughs> the vaccination site. Don't go back there. You won't have a pain. All right. A, anyway. All right, pull the plug on this thing. That's good. That sounds funny. TSF at thatsoundsfunny.com.